Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weissel, and joining me, as always, Garrett Zatlin. How's it going, man? Never been so full in my life. Uh, was worried that my uh, extended family's cooking would not be as good as my mother's. Nothing ever is as good as mom's cooking, but it worked out. Um, but I had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. And just want to say, while uh, I have the monologue here, how thankful I am for everyone listening to the podcast, how thankful I am for all the new ratings and reviews we got, how thankful I am for Hoka, and uh, how thankful I am for you, Ben. That's for sure. Yeah, just uh, hit, hitting everybody right off the gate. Uh, I, I like it. Um, yeah, it was a great Thanksgiving for me. Um, certainly thankful for basically everything that you said um, as well. I had, an, I had a nice time with the in-laws um, and yeah, still coming out of my food coma slowly but surely. Um, I need to actually eat like a vegetable here probably in the next day or two to stay alive. <laughs> uh yeah. but but yeah uh we did get new ratings and reviews as garrett mentioned we we're up to 51 on apple 76 on spotify so hit some milestones uh and hopefully we can continue to do so over the next few weeks yeah not only that um i want to give a shout out to hoka for again sponsoring us throughout december uh here at blueville podcast and the stride report so shout out to hoka uh keep an eye on the site for more info there and uh, I'm going to read out this review because it was a very nice review. I have to, I have to say it here. So a weekly must listen, informative and entertaining. The blue of a podcast is a weekly must listen for me and stay ahead of the NCAA XC distance scene. Ben and Garrett are feel like knowledgeable friends. I can eavesdrop to find out who's in the <laughs> collegiate running community. I'm glad people characterize us as friends, by the way. Uh, shout out to the data analytics team that provides us with so much rankings and comparisons. Shout out to Sam. Which grounds the podcast discussion in facts, support, and future projections. Longtime listener, uh, mom of collegiate runner, and a wearer of the vintage Striderport Blue Oval podcast uh, baseball hat. Shout out to the OG. Love yeah. it, man. Just hitting everything right there in that review. That was awesome. This has got to be the most heartwarming two and a half minutes we've ever had on the podcast. Yeah, so so many good vibes. Um, let's let's hope that this podcast doesn't ruin that. Um, uh, because yeah, we're 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 on we're starting on a high here. Um, but today we are going to be talking about track because cross country is done. It's time to move on to the indoor season, and as we all know, the indoor season does not wait. We jump right into it, and this year, um, the Boston University Sharon Collier Danville. Season opener is chock full of elite names, as it always is. But this year looks fantastic, and we are going to go through the 3K and 5K for the men and women and just kind of see where we go because there are a lot of really fantastic athletes looking to make their NCAA qualifiers right out of the gate. Going to be such an absolutely thrilling race. It feels earlier than it has been in years past. It's the same weekend. It's the exact same. Um, I think it's because D2 cross country is pushed back to this weekend as well. Um, so, but yeah, it's going to be chaos this, for it's going to be absolutely. Well, not only that, there's there's BU. It's D2 Nats, and uh, it's also high school national championships as well. All right. Yes. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> we have got chock full of everything. Um, but yeah, we're going to be busy this weekend, which is actually a good thing, which means. A lot of content for our readers and listeners, but um, where do you want to start first? Because I think this is the most stacked I've ever seen this BU meet ever. Yes, this is wild. Why don't we start with the women's 5K? This almost always churns out a ton of qualifiers. I think uh, I looked this up before we started. We had nine, nine women qualify for NCAA indoors in this race alone. 16th place uh, or 16th on the um, individual list was 1541.5. So all these women are going to be needing to be probably go at least 1535 to really solidify their spot, which is just a, a crazy thing to say. That's so absurd. And the problem is that I think you're right. I, I think that's probably going to have to be how fast it is, especially because this meet produces so many of those national qualifiers. And I think this is probably the most stacked we have ever seen the meet period. And we I, could, you know, I'm ever wrong. Yeah, no, I, I agree because I, you're looking at this. We could see like qualifiers from the second heat, like the second heat is scheduled to be run at 1530. And like that, that that's just crazy. Like that we could, that could happen. 
All right, so let, let's establish. Let's first just start women's 5K top heat. Collegiate favorite. I, I get to go ahead and just say this. It's Caitlin Tui, yep. obviously, right? Let's let's also list off a, a few more names here, just so everyone has a reference. I'll, I'll list off the first heat here. It's Tui, Mercy Chalenga, Taylor Rowe. I'm also only listing the collegiates. There are a few pros or recent pros here. Lauren Gregory, who is listed for Arkansas, mm-hmm. so does have indoor eligibility. Natalie Cook. Oklahoma State, Kelsey Camille, uh, Graceland Larkin. Uh, we've got a few unattached collegiates, I believe, and it also looks like Elise Stearns of NAU, uh, Hilda Olamamwe uh, of Alabama, and then that is basically the collegiates of the first heat here. Caitlin Tui, her PRs 15-14. She's never looked more dominant. Projected time for her, or for whoever you think the winner is going to be, but I, the, I mean, the, top, I... the top collegiate. Yeah, she's going to be the top collegiate. And I, 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 looking at this list, like, I mean, should she win? Like, she should probably beat all the pros, right? Uh, probably. I don't know. I don't know if I'm totally convinced that she's going to beat all the pros, but it's not also not like unrealistic for her to do so. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see her push herself to the limit. Like, this should hopefully be the first time we see that. And if that's the case, I mean, I I don't think 1507 is necessarily like a crazy thing to, to say. Is that am I being aggressive, conservative? I honestly don't know what to do with Tui. So here's the thing. I thought that same thing, too. And now I'm about to look up what the indoor actual what the record is, because that would be the record. I'm pretty confident. Um, but the thing is, is that if there's ever a time for her to break the indoor record it would be here it would be now so let me pull up the all-time top 10 i'm i'm almost a thousand percent confident that a 1507 would be the record yeah so anything I, under 1510 right yeah i think it's something under like 1511 1510 now let me let me pull it up please hold uh yeah here we go and then we got to the women's five oh, that's 500 meters on the worst <laughs> here we go Five thousand meters i know this is good radio for everyone listening Processing. But yeah, I think Tui is, is the clear favorite, but I, I, I don't think we're going to see like women that are uh, from the collegiate side that far back. Like if she does no. run up, end up running 1507, I think they were going to see women in that 1515 range. Like, so the, the, according to USTFCCCA, the record is 1512 by Emily Sisson. I believe there were unattached uh, performances from like Taylor Warner. Yeah, like J- Jenny Berenger right. has the oversized track record of 1501, um, converted from similar lengths is like 1521, things like that. But so the official record though is 1522 or, or 15, I'm sorry, 15, 1512, excuse me. Could we I, see I that think, broken by multiple people? We could. We could. I think Tui probably runs 09 slash 10. I think that's probably where she could run if if things go about as right as we think it could. So I'll say 1509-1510. Yeah, I mean, Chilean God's run 1517. She's probably not going to be that far behind. Uh, and, and I think Roe, I'm I'm really interested. And, and Camille looks great right now, obviously, yeah, just coming does. off of her second place uh, or third place performance at, at cross country. And I'm curious what we see out of Natalie Cook. I mean, the, she has obviously gone up, it seems like, a level from her 1525 high school performance, but how does that translate in this pro and college field that is just stacked? Is she going to be able to run as smoothly and uncontested that gives her the ability to PR here? Yeah, it's going to be a definitely a different race for her. Um, like it's one thing to like run a really fast 5k. It's one thing to run, you know, in a really big field like she did in uh, cross country national championships but it's another thing to be in a loaded field that's going to be super yeah. aggressive from the very start, and everyone's going to go with that pace. And she's young, and she's never been in a field like this on the indoor track, and there's just no space. Yeah, like I think it's a question of how does she operate in space. Um, I think you can even ask that same question for Hilda Alamomwe. Um, so the I think words right out of my mouth there. I think there's a couple questions there. The thing is, is that I also could see that, like I think Hilda Alamomwe is one of the most like naturally gifted runners in this field. Yep. And I could absolutely see her getting runner up as the, se- as the second collegiate to Tui. 
Yeah, I think her and Cook are both that kind of X factors in terms of just uber talented, but the, we just don't know how they're going to react in this kind of field. Um, and then I think the candidate for whoever is going to get the biggest PR is going to be Elise Stearns here. Like mm-hmm. 1555, what she's done in cross country this year. I am fascinated to see if like what what kind of jump we see from her because I mean cross country track don't always line up, but she is clearly way better than a 1555 woman right now. And I, I wonder if we're gonna see her dip under that 1520 or or what we're gonna see from her because she was chasing uh Camille and that the rest of that group. I, I mean she's not that far off from a lot of these women. So who's who's your second favorite collegiate in this field? Because the way that I look at this is that it's going to be a time trial more than a race. Yeah, agree. And I feel like in that, I feel like Trelane got, again, on the track, probably better in the 10K. Roe, probably better in the 3K slash something that's a little more yeah. measured in terms of how the pacing breaks out. Gregory, I, I, we just haven't seen her. We don't, we really don't know. know what she's, we don't know. Cook is an X factor. I think... Kelsey Camille is my safest bet for the second collegiate. Yeah, I think it's her Chilang guy. Like it, it, because in in the time trial kind of situation, I I think this is actually beneficial to her that like the pace isn't going to be skipping around. She can just get into a groove. Like she's done this before. Like I I think she might be my bet, but I think Camille is right behind her. Um, where it's just pushing from the gun, and I think she's just comfortable doing that. Although she didn't have a great NCAA performance, uh, at least by her standards. I, right. I don't know if she's at her peak fitness, but if she's close, I mean, her experience and her ability to just push from the gun, I, I think makes her a good bet to be that second collegiate. So uh, how about this? How many women from this first heat mm-hmm. go under fifteen twenty, and who are they? Ooh. Um, all right, so... Give me Tui, Chilane got Camille. And then I'll go Row. And I think that's it. I, I think go... Stearns and Olamami and Cook all have the ability to, but I worry that they're not going to be like in, in this newer setting that they're going to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like, I, I think I got Tui, I got Chilane got. I got Camille. The thing is, like, I think that might be the list because I think if and when Tui breaks away and really starts mm-hmm. gassing and gapping the field, you might get a few situations where women are just kind of in no man's land, right? Yeah. If she strings out the field and then just kind of leaves everyone like, please help, I'm drowning. Like, you know, like that kind of situation. And, and at BU, that can happen in that kind of race very mm-hmm. easily. Um, so I, I think it'll cap it at three. Um, I think Chewy, yeah, I could see her getting the overall win in fifteen ten. Um, she might blow. I mean, like I, I could have also imagined. I imagine the scenario is more likely where she runs like fifteen oh five rather than she runs like over fifteen twenty, right? Because again, we haven't really seen her push yet. Like we saw it a yeah. little bit at NCAA's there at the end, like going up that last hill. But like we really had, she hasn't been pushed to the line yet, and, and she mentioned that I think coming into NCAA's where she's like, I haven't redlined yet, I, I haven't needed to go to that last gear, and on the track uh, with this kind of field, I think she's going to have someone with her. I think with at least like two laps to go, and, and then she can push from there, and that's a little easier, I think, to do on the track. I, I mean, I, I don't think it's crazy to imagine her running 1505. Like, I, I just, we don't, we haven't seen her at her full potency yet. All right. So let's quickly touch about the, the second heat before um, we move on. Second heat, I'll list off a, a handful of names here. There mm-hmm. are a lot. Um, I'll just go with the collegiates right now. Sydney Seymour, NC State, Bethany Graham, Isabel Van Camp, Amelia Mazadowney, uh, Lucy Jenks, Emma Heckel, Kelsey Harrington, Maggie Donahue, Emily Venters, Ella Baran, India Johnson, uh, Samri Dishon, Alejandra Upshop, Gianna Corzo, Billy Hatch, uh, Carmen Riano, Daisy Legren of Boston U, Brim Brown, Zovia Dudek, Savannah Rourke, and that's it. Who from that group are you looking at and saying, 
I think that you're going to be if if there's someone who's going to be a national qualifier out of this second heat, who's that going to be? I think it's Baza Downey. Yeah, I, it's she's done it before at BU. Like she, I I think the the only reason she's not in that first heat, I think is, and I I think it's just because they know she's going to be able to still run a good safe race that's going to be under fifteen thirty five more than likely and qualify like. I, I just yeah. I, I think they, they're not super worried about her being in the fir- in that first seat where she might end up blowing up. This, I think, is just the safer bet to get that qualifying mark and move along. Um, so I agree. I think it's I think it's Mazda Downey's the safest, the best pick there. I really like Bethany Graham. I, I just I don't know what to tell you. I just I think she's a good consistent like has really become very reliable in a handful of different settings pretty familiar with top level fields um so i really like her and i just think that this is her kind of race this is not like an overwhelming field where like she's like she should be in this conversation with these top women in the second heat i could see a scenario really breaking favorably for her so i like bethany graham and i'll just leave it at that but chapter her yeah, I like her, and I think Isabel Van Camp is probably the other one that I'm keeping an eye on to to possibly win this heat. Um, I'd be curious to see what we get from Zofia Dudek and Savannah Rourke. I mean, Rourke has taken a huge leap forward, and neither of these women, it looks like, have 5K PRs. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do this weekend and if they can push their way up into that fifteen under sub-15, 40 range. Uh, is there anybody else that you see that, that could end up winning this heat besides Graham or Mazda Downey? Um, I'm just trying to try and pull this up here. Yeah, I guess she doesn't have a 5k PR. Um, let me pull this up. It, I mean, it just depends on what version of Sydney Seymour we're going to get. Right. I, I just don't think we know. Um, I, I, I also think like, it also depends like what version of Emily Ventures are we going to mm-hmm. get? I mean, she was so good. Top, top tier. I'm like, I think she's probably, let me take a look here. She was probably the highest ranked cross country runner at the end of the season out of this second heat. Yeah. I would she guess was. that's the case, yeah. So I could absolutely see her being the one. In fact, like now I'm kind of talking myself into her right now. Yeah, I, I mean, if she's at her best, there's very few people in the country who could touch her. And I, I think that she has a little bit more volatility than some of these other women, like Maza Downey. Like I I would bet a lot that Mazda Downey is going to be somewhere within three seconds of 1535. I would assume that Venters can do that, but I, I don't have quite that same confidence. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, I think the, the second heat might be just as entertaining. Honestly. Oh, I, yeah. I agree. There's more collegiates. I think everybody's kind of compact. You could see like someone who's run like, I mean, even Gianna Corzo, 50-56 PR, she could be mixing it up there for a while. Like, it, there's just a wide range of women in this uh, second heat who could be a top five. All right, let's move to the men here. Um, I'm going to pull that one up in a moment here. Here we go. So on the men's side, last year, we saw six men qualify from this meet. 16th was a staggering 13.26. So, (laughs) it's not getting any slower this year. So, you're running 13.25 this weekend, or you're not, which is a good thing that the first heat is paced for 13.15, second heat, 13.25. So, we're going to see another situation where two heats are going to be absolutely loaded. I mean, the first heat, let me just list off these names. Nico Young, Brian Fay, Kai Robinson, Casey Klinger, Kieran Lum, Drew Bosley, Alex Mayer, Barry Keane, Sam Gilman, Brandon Garnica, Graham Blanks, Acer Iverson, um, Isaiah Rodriguez, Parker Wolf. Oh, I got that mixed up. Yeah, Parker Wolf mm-hmm. and Fuad Masudi. Now, I think Fuad Masudi is also listed in the 3K. Yes, he so is. So, something to maybe just keep in mind there. But, oh my gosh. Um, I, I thought. NCAAs for cross country, the XC championships was going to be Young's best uh, like chance to like make a statement. I think I lied. This is his best like chance to like make a statement. I think this field's going to favor him perfectly. It's mm-hmm. going to be a time trial setting. 
He's run 13-11. Like, he clearly has the fastest PR in the field. He's probably the, the fastest that he's ever been. And the collegiate indoor record, which is 13.08, which is so, so fast. Um, I, I think he has an outside shot. I don't I think the chances of him of getting that are really tough, but I think it's realistic. I mean, he's probably going to break is Tyler Day's American collegiate indoor record. Is that what is? Does he still uh, have that? Is that 13 like 15 no, or something? No, because that would be Jacobs now, who is at it. Uh, oh, 14, right, right, right. 13, 14. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think he'll beat that. I, 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 I agree. I think, I think he was like 13, 13. Yeah, I, I agree. So it's interesting that we're seeing Kai Robinson, but we're not seeing Charles Hicks. Am I reading this correct? Correct. I, I thought the same thing. Um, I imagine Charles Hicks is also like, I just want a national yeah. title. Like, I'm I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Um, well, and also, not only that, but like he had such a weird indoor track season last mm-hmm. year that I'm sure did. they're probably just being like, let's just cruise Chill. and take this easy. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what I mean. Faye has looked like he's really built into this season, and he 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 wasn't running a lot. It seemed and early in the season. I, I wonder if this is something where he's close to his peak as well after that thirteenth uh, place performance at cross country. Um, Kai Robinson, I think if he can hang, like he's someone that could actually win this race. Um, He's probably the only person I think who could probably beat Nico Young in this field. Is that is that kind of how you see you don't, it? You don't think Brian Fay could? Uh, I I think he might, but I, I'm a little... I think if he's there with a lap to go, he'll probably win. But I, I worry that he's not going to hang. Be able to, I think he might be dropped a little yeah. early. It's just like there's so many scenarios where I could see I'm like, well, if this guy has an exceptional day and if this guy has yeah. an exceptional day, like Alex Mayer almost won the 10K national title. True. And we haven't like really talked about him in terms of like being in this conversation. Um, and he was fifth at cross country. He was one of the favorites for a while. Like, I, know, I mean, yeah, one cowboy jamboree. Like he's he's so good. And like you like you take it like his 10K like stats and his mile stats like. The three K five K area is like his sweet like his sweet spot. I don't know. I, I think it's Nico Young. Like I think Nico Young, this is the perfect field for him. It's exactly like it was for sound running back in the spring, mm-hmm. where he hit the gas, they carried the pace, and they said, let's see what happens. I think it's young. I, I would be surprised if someone beat him and they still ran faster than like thirteen seventeen. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's young. I think Robinson is probably the, the only other guy that I feel like could. And then Faye, I think, is probably the safest bet to be top three. Um, and then Alex Maris should probably be right up in there. I'm curious to see what the two Harvard guys do. Uh, Grant Blank's coming off the race of his life to finish sixth at NCAAs uh, in cross country. Can he build on that momentum and dip under 1320 this week? Um, so what are you, how many guys, well, let's, let's do the same thing as we did on the women's, how many guys and who are they that go under 1320 in this first heat? Cause I think 1320 is like two or three seconds, like of a slightly tougher, I take that back. It's about right. Anyways, there, let's just call it 1320. It's a rough, rough yeah. estimate. Um, I think young goes under, I think Faye goes under, it depends on Robinson. He maybe goes under. And then I think Bosley. I, I I think Bosley goes, I think he can absolutely do it. Like he's another guy that really gets benefited, but he benefits a lot. Oh yeah. From just hanging on to young runs. these aggressive fast paces. Like we, we kind of been saying it leading up to the national meet, but like he's been had, he was having his best season, had the best race of his career at nationals. And uh, yeah, I, I could absolutely see him running 13, 18, 13, 19. Oh yeah, I I think he'll just be around that front group the whole time. I I don't think he is going to be able to win or necessarily even be top three, but I I think he's going to be right there to run under thirteen twenty. Um, so yeah, I have Young, Faye, Robinson, and Bosley, and I'll I'll go Mayor as well. I I think the yeah. way that this is run, I think that he's going to even if he falls off. A little bit, he'll still be under thirteen twenty. So yeah, five guys, and that would be nuts. Like it would be. That's like we're really getting excited here. I don't. I just think because of the general stat of 
how hard that is to hit. Um, although, granted, what was last year? How many guys? One, two, three. Yeah, so like three guys throughout last year, which was a historical year, only ran under 1320. And they went under 1320. Well, like, they were all under 1315, I agree. Yeah. But, I, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Oh, well, I guess I take that back. How many of them, how many of those came at the national championships? Because Tifers does not show that. Um, ooh, that's a good question. What oh, it was only Nur. It was only Abdi okay. Nur who also went under. So four, technically four went under. Kai Robinson, five, if you want to count 13, 20 and under. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Five just seems like a lot. I'll say four. Um, and I also like, I love Kieran Lum. Kieran mm-hmm. Lum's like one of my favorite runners. He's not going under 1320, but I can see him running like 1321. I just want to throw him into this conversation because I really like him. Yeah. Yep. And, and I mean, it. it's crazy to say that like that many men will go under 1320, but I just, we're in this age right now. And until we see a slow up, I'm going to keep kind of predicting these crazy, what would seem to be crazy results from a year or two ago, because it, it just seems like, the, the sport is exponentially growing and getting better every year. So I, I have a, and I agree with that, by the way, that's very true because I remember giving you crap last year about being like, <laughs> Ben, there's no way it's going to be that fast. Like you're like, Garrett, I think someone who's going to run like 1356 is going to get left out of the national meet. And I was like, Ben, you're so dumb. Of course you don't know what you're talking about. And then someone with like a 1355 PR got left out. But anyways, um, what was I going to say? When you look at that first heat, is it just me or is there not really anyone who like has to have a good day? Maybe Sam yeah. Gilman, maybe. But like, I feel like Iverson's done enough, despite what his his tough day at the national meet. And looking through this list, I don't think anyone like really like has to like do run well here for momentum boost for the rest of the season. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you what you mean by, like, needs to. Like, are you saying needs to in terms of qualifying for NCAAs or needs I, to in terms of, like, yeah, momentum? Uh, well, partially qualifying for, for NCAAs, but also more, like, who needs a pick-me-up? Who needs right. a boost after Nationals? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I, I think a lot of these guys are going to want to take advantage of the fitness that they're in and just get their mark in right away and i think guys like um graham blanks and acer iverson are probably two of those guys where they've run really well all year let's just get it done and while we're in the shape of our lives we you never know what's going to happen when you come when january and february comes around let's just make sure we take care of it now and i think brandon garnica is probably in the same situation we've seen him up and down before if he can just put down a really good mark right here and you don't have to worry about it. I, I think that would be huge. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what everyone's trying to do here. So how many guys do you see running under 1330? We'll, we'll cap the first heat discussion with that. So I said five under 1320. I, I mean, I think I could see at least another five under 1330. I, I think that Klinger will... I we haven't really talked about him much, but I, I think he's a lock to be under thirteen thirty, probably be right around that thirteen twenty-five range. I think that blanks will. And then I'll I'll go Garnica, Gilman. Ooh. And that might be it actually for me. I'll 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 keep it at four. Uh I had I th- I think it's you think four others. You yeah. you have so nine total. Yes. I have Young, Faye, Robinson, Klinger, Lum, just five. Yeah, five. Bosley, Mayer, I think Garnica, I think Blanks, Iverson. And is that, that's it. That's nine as well? Yeah, I think so. I think that's, oh yeah, we're bad at math, but. Yeah, not. Like yeah, I think Gilman run. Gilman's shown that he's really good on the indoor track, and I, even though he didn't necessarily have the great greatest cross country season, I think he'll be able to sneak under there. I think he'll run it smart. But yeah, I mean, uh, you look down this bottom half of the list, like I mean, Rodriguez, Wolf, um, and Masaudi, possibly. Like you just, 
they they have the potential, but I under thirteen thirty might be a little bit of a stretch for them at this point. Yeah, two things. Um, Gilman only runs well when I've completely not completely, but when I've like ignored <laughs> him, him for <laughs> yeah, like when I've ignored him for lo- long enough, he goes, "Oh, that's kind of like my Spidey sense." Like, except it's like I know Garrett's doubting me sense, and then he runs really well. So I'm really kind of just doing him a favor. Um, and then the other par- portion of this is, what do we think about Fuamusodi? Like he was six at Big 12s. So that was his only other race leading up into the national championships. Finishes 12th in one of the biggest breakout performances I have ever seen. Like we knew he was really good on the track. We didn't think that would ever correlate to a 12th place finish at the national meet. And now he's coming in here, entered in both the 5K and 3K. I think he might be better suited for the 3K. I, but I have no idea like what to think about him, even in the context of this race. Right. I mean, he should be better suited in the 5K and 3K than he was at NCAAs, which right. is a, a crazy thing to say about someone who was 12th in the in the country at, at cross country. I, I'm a little worried about an experience at, at this at this kind of scene. But like he's another one and like we talked to me a little bit on the women's side. If he comes out and runs 13-19, I'm not going to be, like, shocked. Like, I, I think the talent there <laughs> is there. Like, it, like to come 12th and to have the speed that he does, like, yeah. I, I like it would be surprising, but I won't be stunned if he runs abs- something wild. Uh, but I, I think it's probably more likely that he, if he runs the 5K, that he's, like, in that 13-30, give or take two or three seconds range yeah yeah i think you're right um he he scares me mainly just because i don't know how to craft my ranking or my predictions or our rankings for he could do anything yeah like that's what i'm saying like i i i wouldn't be stunned either way like when we do our upcoming preseason indoor track rankings later in december he's no idea i do we do we rank him is he one is he not even listed i have no idea Dave Smith, please help us. Like, yeah, I we're gonna know, we're gonna learn a lot this weekend. I think. Yeah, I I think think that'll help. Um, yeah, I I think you're right. Let's uh quickly touch on heat two here. I'll go through some of the names. Um, Ian Shanklin, Isaac Green, Athanas Kyoko, who is a listed unattached. So he, I thought he, I'm not sure if he has extra eligibility. I don't think he does. So he's listed unattached. Heat two request, by the way, which means he requested to be in heat two. Uh, heat two. Mm-hmm. Not entirely sure if he actually has eligibility for this winter or in the spring, but right now unattached. Andrew Kent uh, unattached as well. Uh, Zach Fecioni, Wake Forest, Duncan Hamilton, James Mara, Scott Beatty, Adi Razak Ibrahim, Baldwin Magnuson, Jackson Sharp. Um, going down, going down. Aaron Las Harris, Jack Aho, and then that's the last of heat two. Heat three is also insane. I'm going to touch on. Oh my gosh, there's heat four. Um, yeah, the, it's and heat five. Like like there there's like so many names. Oh here. my gosh. All right, I'll go. I'll go. I'll touch on heat three and then I'll cut it there. Heat three. The, the collegiates are Chad Johnson, Awet Baraki, Christian Allen, um, Charlie Sweeney, Jonathan Shields, Joaquin Martinez de Pinos, uh, Nicholas Scudder, Marcella Roca, Charlie Wheeler, R- Ryan Johnson. Uh, Nicholas Bannon of golf, which I think is in Canada. Yassine Guarmali, mm-hmm. Roy Leonard, Micah Boudreau-Rousseau, Aiden Troutner, Karami Yego, Ryan Martins, Davin Thompson, uh, Abdelakim Abduhuzir, sorry. And then that's heat three. Of those heats, who's your, like your sleeper? Who's your collegiate sleeper and who's your collegiate favorite of those who are actually racing attached in each of those heats? All right, um, Heat 2, my favorite. Who's running attached? Uh, give, me, give me Duncan Hamilton here. Um, I, I just think running on the track, I think he's going to be a lot better. I think between him and Zach Faccioni, are the, I think they're the main two guys that I like the most. And then as far as like a sleeper pick... Um, Jeez, I mean, Aaron Los Harris has run so well this year. I don't know if you can consider him a, a sleeper. Abdi Rizak uh, Ibrahim always seems to just like pop up and throw down really good times. I don't know if he'll win, but 
but I, I think he's going to be right around uh, the leaders. Um, my favorite's going to be Jackson Sharp. Uh, 747 3K-ish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds right. 1333 5K, which he ran unattached last, sp- last summer, I believe. 16th at Nationals. Really didn't give us, like he was a DNF at Nuttycomb, but he didn't really give us like a whole lot to be concerned about this season. Like he was just generally pretty yeah. solid, except like we didn't really have a whole lot to like gauge him against. I just think he's sharp. Not no pun intended. Like he's just really good. I think he's on fire right now. And I think like he's going to be a serious problem. Like I could see him being a bigger problem on the indoor scene than Bob liking will be. Yeah, I, I think that's fair actually. I mean, I mean, Bob's more a 10K guy. He's more of a 10K guy. And so that I'll take him. And then I think my sleeper would be, um, I do like Ibrahim. I agree. He's kind of out of nowhere. I think Balvin Magnuson also has the opportunity to just kind of like mm-hmm. carry the pace, really stick with it. And if he's fit, like he'll run really well, like really, really well. He had a great season last year. He's been dynamite on the indoor scene um, for the last few years. Um, and then Heat 3, give me Nicholas Scudder. I think he should be in Heat 2. I, I, I think this is this is more of a name and and maybe being a little bit of a smaller school and, and only having a 1340 uh, 5K PR. But I, I think he's the class of this group. Um, I, he didn't have a great day at NCAAs, and that was still 65th. Um, and then I, can I, I would can say, I, can I guess your sleeper? Yeah. Sleeper, yeah, go ahead. Um, for your sleeper, you are going to say either. That's cheap. I won't do that. Uh it's gonna be one of these two names. I think. I think you're gonna say, oh my gosh, Karami Yego. No, but I I think that's of an excellent pick i i was leaning more uh micah boyd and rousseau oh okay i was i thought you were gonna say gormali um i was that was the other name i was thinking about um i i I think gormali i think he's almost graduated from the sleeper stage finishing 41st like i i think he he could be considered someone that has a realistic shot at winning this um but boyd and rousseau i mean has just been so much better 71st was a bad performance for him this year um and i i think he he's experienced he's done this plenty of times and he's just fit like i i think he's someone who's gonna surprise a lot of people uh in this heat yeah i'll take um my favorite being also scudder as well i don't feel great about that but i think that's that's the right move mm-hmm. and then i think i was projecting on you i'll take karamiego just as my yeah. sleeper just because like he was so good always delivered and just like has run like some ridiculously fast times for the grass, which as everyone knows, right. I hate talking about times on the grass, but like the dude's fit. And like, if he's just has enough raw fitness to carry himself through this race, it'd be dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I think Ryan Martins is an, another interesting name. Who's probably gone under the radar all yep. year, finished 29th at XC. Mm-hmm. Like he could absolutely be someone who takes 30 seconds off his, 5k pr this weekend which is what um yeah oh yeah he's due for that for sure all right let's go to the women's 3k um 3k is not traditionally quite as stacked as the 5ks uh on the women's side we have kaylee mccabe we have samantha bush uh taylor Rowe is also entered here kaylee mitchell grace featherstone ha lexi holiday uh amara stanisma abby kohut no, I'm sorry, she doesn't have eligibility. Elise Thorner, Olivia Markazic, and Maya Maya Ramston, Amari's Motog, Nevada Moreno, Shannon Flockhart, and Anna Gibson. So this is about as loaded as I've ever seen at 3K. This is one of the fastest 3K fields I've seen at this meet in a while. That said, I do think last year's was also like crazy. It was- Good. It was top heavy, though. I feel like in a way that this. Yeah, this, this has this more balance. Yeah, this has a lot more balance. I agree. Um, is is there a favorite? I think Kaylee McCabe. If yeah, it is I, I mean Taylor Rowe? Maybe if she runs, but I think it's probably Kaylee McCabe. Mm, yeah, yeah. Her national performance scares me a little bit. I mean. Yeah, she was still twenty fourth. Like I know, 
but there are so many of these women who were much higher. And yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, it's McCabe. The, the problem is that I worry that I'm just looking at that A52 PR and I'm just putting way too much stock into it. And I'm also thinking about women like Amaris Tanissimo, who is so dangerous. She's going to have a huge PR So Yeah, she's like so due. She, her momentum is clearly climbing in a very positive direction. I, I'd be really scared towing in the line against her. I think the 3K is probably Sam Bush's best event of any event, um, is my opinion, which also like makes me want to put her into this conversation. I think the same can be said for Kaylee Mitchell. Um, and Grace Featherston Hogs, although depending on what you think about their steeplechase stuff. And I think both of those women have taken significant leaps this year. So then I, I think about it like that. So it's really hard. like Mark Zich has looked so dangerous. Maya Ramston, theoretically, as a 1500 meter runner combined with her cross country strength, in theory, is going to be like amazing in the 3K. That's why like I'm, I'm like, I, I guess McCabe's the favorite, but I don't think I feel as confident about that as I would have had had she just finished top 10 at nationals right yeah all right so i'm gonna ask you two two questions here one winning time two what is what time does the fifth place runner mm. run? 853 wins it okay um i think all the top five all go under nine yeah i agree um, that's just how far under um, let's assume this is all assuming taylor Rowe runs this 3k which is and, and this is her best event too which yes like i think i, I would say 858 yeah for yes yeah. yeah i think mccabe Rowe, bush and then tanisima and then you say mitchell or featherstone ha huh? i'd say definitely mitchell yeah, I, I okay. think Mitchell. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, and the problem it it, it could be Featherston Hall in there. It could be Markovic in there. It could be Ramsden in there. Um, I think a sleeper is uh, Amaris Mato too. I mean, from Duke, I, what she does in her first NCAA track experience will be really interesting. Like, and she's traditionally what people don't realize she's an eight hundred meter runner. Right, that's what I'm saying. This would be perfect down for her to her ideal distance, like in theory. Yeah. Um, like she, she would like all of these women scare me. Shannon Flockhart scares me she, too. She like, could be great. Like this is a great event for her. Yes. Um, I have a question. Nevada Marino over or under nine oh four and a half. Ooh, that's a really good line. Um, I've kept doubting her, so I'm gonna go under yeah. by like the hair, like nine oh three. Yeah, I think that's right. I agree. I, I mean, we're gonna see. Like like last last year, let's see what was it. The qualifying time was, it was, seven, it was oh what it was all under nine. I, yeah, darn it, I put the wrong time on there. Um, it was sixteenth was nine flat. So, I mean, we're gonna see a, a good amount of qualifiers here. This this field is just too good. Yeah, there's three of them came from this field last year. It was McCabe, Tui, Bush, which is about right. And I'm let me look at who else was in that field. McCabe, Tui, Bush, Lexi Halliday ran 902. Yeah, you look at this field. Like, you're right. You were absolutely right about last year. It was very top-heavy. It was McCabe, Tui, Bush. And then it was like Halliday at 902. And then it was a drop-off to 908, 912, 920, 923. And it was women like who are good, but not quite at the same level as some of the women in this field, like Sammy Corman, Sarah Latour, Shannon Flockhart, um, uh, you know, at least Thorner was 928 in this race. She's obviously better. But yeah, so I, th I think you're right. I think we were probably right in saying that five women could go sub. And I think we it's 10 under 905. Like, I, I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to say either. I think that might be a little bit of a... I, I don't think that's unrealistic, but I, I don't know if that's a little... It it's, might be pushing it, but, like, I it could absolutely... Like, that's not a, like, two percentile chance of happening. The problem is that with these kind of races where they come to tri time trials, it's just a matter of, like, which women are not going to break. Like, some women are yeah, going to break. Like, they will. Um, I, yeah. I hope it doesn't happen, but it does happen. Um. All right. Anything on this before we go to the men's? Let's go okay. to the men's. 
So not nearly as stacked of a field here. We have Fuad Masadi, as we mentioned, is already entered in here, as well as the 5K, Yassin Abdallah. Um, we have Cameron Allen of Adam State, Jesse Hamlin, Carl Winter, Kenneth Rooks, Brett Gardner. I think he's also entered in the 5K. Um, I think you're right. Fourth or fifth heat. DJ Principe and Ryan Ryan Fox and Muhammad. What is that? Jewel. I it broke the if for anyone it, who's listening, it broke off the name. So we don't <laughs> we don't know the last name. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Boise State. Um but yeah, so a very solid field here. Uh I think Masaudi would be the clear favorite if he's running in it. Is that is that how you see it? Oh no, I don't. I think Yasin Abdallah is like I mean he was he was at his best on the track, got better in cross country in I think the three K is his best event. I, I mean, I could see him winning this, depending on what. Like, oh yeah, depending on like what fitness Craig Angles is in. Um, like if Angles is yeah. just trying to get his feet wet, then I think Abdallah has like a real chance. Like Abdallah was so good this year, like so good this fall. So, he was so much more consistent. He yeah. proved that last year's NCAA cross country performance was not a fluke. Um, I, I I I would give the. I think he's the much safer bet than Masaudi. I, I think Masaudi may be a, a little bit of a higher level if if he reaches it than Abdallah. Um, but yeah, I think those two are probably in a class of their own from the collegiate side. Um, I'll be curious to see what we get out of Jesse Hamlin. He looks like he mm-hmm. he's took a step forward this uh, fall, combining that strength with the speed of a 338-1500 guy. I think we could see a pretty big result from him this weekend as well. I like Hamlin a lot. Um, Cameron Allen's an interesting name. Don't really know what's going on there, um, especially because Adam State is obviously we have no idea what's going on with Adam State right now. Right, um, because they they're running this because they didn't qualify, right? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, what 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 happened? Like, like John, so John. So for anyone listening, our D two editor John and D three editor John was at the South Central Regional Championships. He also was an RMAC participant during his days. He was an mm-hmm. All-American. He's raced Adam State. Like, knows the whole, you know, he's very well connected as well. And basically the whole conversation there is that, like, they, they like, people couldn't believe it. People couldn't believe that they ran so well. There was rumors from people. I've seen this multiple times, so I'm not saying that this is legitimate, but I am saying it as I just dropped my phone. But I am saying that, like, there's been rumors that the spikes that they used were experimental New Balance spikes and that they were sliding and that they like, couldn't grip the ground and it apparently went very poorly for them. Um, that's, that's one of the rumors, but it, it's the D2 scene. I will tell you this, like they're up in arms, like not up in arms, but like some people are just like losing their mind over how insane this was. Oh yeah. I mean, I saw that and I was like, excuse me yeah. like and i i don't know d2 very well but yeah that that was stunning for me so yeah i mean he'll be interesting to watch um i mean all, all the adam states guys who are running will be interesting to watch just to be like so the fitness was there like what what i think will give probably give us more question marks than answers honestly this weekend yeah depending on how they race so let, let's give me your top three give me your times uh i'm gonna go with Masaudi oh, races and give me your um your sleeper i'm gonna go Masaudi abdallah and let's go hamlin here uh top three i think see i don't know what this is necessarily going to be paced to i'm gonna be a little conservative here and go 753 oh. is the winning time um because these 3ks never are quite as fast yeah they're nervous the, fast at least on the men's side um early in the season generally um and then as far as a sleeper i mean i don't know if kenneth rooks counts as a sleeper being an 822 steeplechase guy um but we haven't talked about him yet so i'll throw him in there i'll go abdallah one 749 i'll go masaudi 751 752 I'll go Hamlin 753, and my sleeper will be Brett Gardner. Um, I like—I mean, I, I like Rooks as well, obviously, but Gardner's been better, maybe not as consistent, but broke out last spring, clearly mm-hmm. better on the grass. Um, he's a decent miler, if I remember correctly as well. I think there is, like, momentum 
albeit not consistent momentum, but enough momentum stringing in his favor that, you know, in a low pressure setting, low pressure environment, this could end very favorably for him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, he was the other name that I was looking at there besides Rooks. So I, I completely agree. Um, but yeah, all these races are going to be really interesting. Um, we, we didn't see any, I think qualifiers in the three K last year. Um, this is traditionally not the, the best event, at least on the men's side, but Hey, you never know that could change last year though. You needed to run under seven forty six to be in the top 16. So I, I don't think either of us are, are guessing anybody's going to do that. That's so absurd. I, I, like looking, I, I remember how crazy it was, but then when I looked up that number before we started, I was like, that just, that can't be right. It's so crazy. I couldn't, I just like two years ago, you would be like the number one, like, or two with a Yeah, You'd be one of the, two like, years ago, you'd be like, Oh, that guy's going to win the national title, which is insane. And then we were just like, Oh, Nagus casually breaks the, the collegiate record. Yeah. And then he didn't win. And then he didn't, yeah, he didn't win, which is so absurd. Like, it's so, like, yeah. It's, although Nura was at a different level. Oh, yeah. I don't think it yeah. surprised us that, that like, Nura won. Yeah, I, I I think the way he did it was uh, one it, of the more surprising it was spectacular. runs that I've seen. Yeah. yeah it, it was incredible. Um, all right. So first post cross-country podcast in the books. Excited to see this weekend. Um, before everybody goes on winter break and we have a little bit of time to re- recollect ourselves before <laughs> the incoming track season. I, my, my dad was like, so you, you're going to finally get to be able to rest like in the next coming weeks. I'm like, actually, no, it's quite the opposite. Like I will be, I'll be working harder than I ever have before. And the team will be working harder than they have ever had before. Just what like, sincerely, I shout them out on Thanksgiving, but like this team works their butt off. And a lot of them just really just do it on pure passion. And I just really appreciate everyone at TSR for working so hard every single day. Very proud and happy to also be partnered with Hoka. Shout out to them. And also proud of Wyatt Barnsley for producing this audio Mm -hmm. and just putting up with my very ticky-tack, detail-oriented things every week. So, Wyatt, I appreciate you. I hope you had a great uh, holiday, even if you're Canadian and don't celebrate American Thanksgiving. But (laughs) not the point. So thank you, Wyatt. And uh, that's all I got. All right. Well, until next week, Garrett, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you.